Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the war room. We got Tez, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you want to end up one or two hour show to keep the brain running with the premises talk sports on a national level? Vote with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and greats. The 4 for 26 saw the war in Kuwait. It's the war room with five nights at the round table. Five silly guys diversified and educated. What's good, War Room family? You're once again live in the War Room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Jimmy the Blueprint, and I'm at the round table with my brother, B. Austin. We have a new champion in Major League Baseball from Sister Cups in the NBA, and we'll give our NFL midseason awards and a bunch more-ish. So we're going to discuss it all. Keep it locked right here for the next couple of hours, and if you want to get in on the conversation, this is what you do. Go to the By the Hood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash the war room, or you can join us on Facebook or Twitter. That's at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about 10 minutes after we talk college football with Fred Purdue and open up the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. But before we get started, make sure that during the week when you're not live on the air, you check out archive episodes of our show on our own network, warmandsports.com. And the Warm Sports mobile app, you can get that on iTunes, you know what I'm saying, as well as uh, Android. But listen, you can check out our podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Anchor, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, These Nutscast, and many other places, man. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, that's what you do. Be awesome. What's good, beloved? Everything is everything. I and I is everywhere. Good, man. Anything good down there, man? Man, I'm good. Everything is good. Oh, man, that's what's up, man. You know, that's good to hear, man. But without further ado, let's jump right into the hot topics. We got Fred Purdue on who wants to talk some, uh, some college football, so we got to hear what Fred thinks. But we have to let you know that hot topics, you know, they're brought to you by my bookie. Let's talk about how much bread you can make betting sports at my bookie. The NFL is at its halfway mark, and the NBA is fighting for that number one spot. I'm saying no pun intended. So, if you still haven't checked out my bookie, this is the perfect time to check them out. Lay down some chicken on the biggest games in sports. You can join the war room and thousands of other online players. Place some book at my place some bets at mybookie.ag. If you're tired of getting a runaround from other services, you know what I'm saying, or if your bookie in the streets ain't been paying you, you don't even need him. Go to mybookie.ag. That's what you got to do. We urge you to join mybookie. You win, they pay fast and without hassle. You're wasting your time sports betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place wagers after the game starts. You can join now, and mybookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. Here's what you got to do. is a promo code. It's WARROOM, W-A-R. R-O-O-M, you can activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. And that's pretty much all there is to it, man. Mybookie.ag. Remember, the promo code is WARROOM. You know I mean? Get your bread up. So um, before we get started on a lot of these topics we have to discuss today, you know, shout out to Neil who's in the chat room. 
Um, let's get Fred Perdue on. Fred Perdue from the Locked On Kings podcast. On a, you know, um, you know he loves the Miami Hurricanes, although he's a Florida State uh, alumni. But let's bring Fred on nonetheless, though. Fred, what's, what's going on, fellas? How are you? What's doing? happening? What's happening, man? <laughs> How you enjoying this college football season thus far? So far, everything. You don't care. All you're doing is watching the Patriots. Patriot hey, rerun. Hey, hey, hey! This this college football season has been very chalk, to be very honest. Everything is happening exactly like I thought I it would happen, and I'm not surprised with what's going on right now. Can I get some kind of chaos? Something has, Usually, something, there's somebody that's something lost has, it. Something. That, Something has had to surprise you this season. Everything didn't go the way. Actually, Something I take that happened. back. You're right. You're right. Oklahoma lost to a Kansas State team that had no business beating them. That's the only okay. upset that, has, that really caught my eye. And Kirk Hurt Street on game on college game day actually called it. And I said to myself, Kansas State. I haven't seen much of them this year because they're never on TV. But I, I mean, I. What I was seeing was just crazy because, you know, Oklahoma's up 17-7. You think, oh, they're off. this offense is crazy good anyway. And then they over Kansas State overcomes a 10-point deficit. They turn it into their own 10-point. They're up 10, then they're up 17, and it keeps getting worse and worse. And, it just, and at some point you're thinking, okay, Oklahoma's going to get out of this and Jalen Hurts is going to do something. This is his Heisman moment. It's built to be this way. And then there's an onside kick. The onside kick does everything right, and they still don't recover it, and that's game. Yeah. That one was like how you know it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, you know, I exactly. I was going to ask you, too. I had something I was going to ask you because I saw you post something on social media. Um, I meant to comment, but I forgot to. Now that I'm talking to you, this made me think about it. Um, you know, you're a Miami Hurricanes fan, mm-hmm. and I saw you post about the Miami Hurricanes, and you made a comment. You said they don't do this in Alabama. Um, you know, it's too much focus on, like, non-football things, right? And I read that, and I was thinking to myself, that's what made Miami Miami, though. You can't have it both ways. You know what I'm saying? You can't. I know what post you're talking about. I do remember that post. It's a a different culture, man. Like, to be Bobby then, you got to be Bobby. You know what I mean? To be Bobby now, you got to be Bobby then, right? So you can't, you can't, Uh, you know, want to have that that Hurricanes culture and, like, you know, be, be what the Miami Hurricanes actually stand for and then expect them to act like Alabama. Like, what's that about, man? Okay, so put some context behind this. There was a player, uh, an offensive lineman, that was just dancing on the sideline by himself. And for me, when I look at the culture of the Hurricanes, that whole Uncle Luke and Two Live Crew, and those were the Hurricanes of the 80s and the 90s, that stuff is long gone. That culture is long gone. So even even if you they start passing around that that turnover belt and all that, that's like a, that's, that's a continuation <laughs> of that same culture. That chain is so Miami, but in reality, it's some it's. I've even been an advocate of saying let's get rid of that because if you're not winning anything, if you're not you're, you're struggling to win games, and you have to say that it was cool when the defense is t- turning the ball over, but then you the defense isn't turning the ball over at all now, and now. As a motivation to the offense, they have turnover rings, but the team can't score more than 17 to 21 points a game. I mean, it's it's to the point where it's, so like it's it, becoming too what much. It sound, what it sounds like to me is 
the team just isn't any good. So you're you're very correct. You're really correct. Because what mean, it boils down to is winning winning um covers up everything. So if you're winning, you're okay with them acting that way as long as they're winning. No, no, but I no. Feel like, I you know, think if we were winning, I still would be. I still really wouldn't be okay with it. I, I want to see. For me, I'm one of those. You have to understand. My my philosophies on football are very much aligned with my NFL team. I want to see the same intensity you have when you're winning and dominating. I want to see that same so, intensity when you're losing right. too. So now my question is, how did you ever become a Miami Hurricanes fan if you want them to act like the Patriots? They're, they're two different extremes. When I think of Miami Hurricanes, I think about the culture before I even think about a player or a football. I think about – you know, G. Reg from the third floor crew. I, I don't think about. Yeah, like, see that. I don't want to. I don't even. I don't understand how the, like the dichotomy. Of how how do you become a Kings fan if, if if that's what you believe in? Well, for me, when I, I grew up well, as a Kings fan in the early nineties, I just want to say it's the seventh early, floor crew, not the, not the third floor crew. But go yeah, ahead. Yeah, seventh floor crew. Yeah, yeah, seventh floor Greg, and yeah, that that's a, but like I said, that's a whole. These kids now in this culture of this hurricane generation, that culture died roughly around 2006, 2007, 2008. That culture died when the uh, the, uh, Nevin Shapiro stuff started happening. That culture kind of died, and they wanted to put that in the past. Before, it was, I always said, you know, the, the, the Raiders of the of the 70s and 80s and 90s where it was just like this, this I hate saying the word, but thug appearance, um, because we know thug means a whole different, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, this whole bad boy appearance, you know, they, they were the Raiders of college football. And they didn't care, and I love that, but now you've changed, they're trying to change the philosophy. In reality, Miami wants to be the smart school. They're, they, the basketball team is better than the football team. The, the, the yeah, culture there, that, to me, the I, culture I is completely saying, different. I, I, just, I just don't see that. Like, when you start to have this turnover chain thing that they start running around with and acting a fool, like, that to me is a continuation of that culture. That's not, that's not pre-2000. That's recent. So to me, when I think of the Hurricanes, I think of all all, all of the madness. But that's either here or there. I just had to ask you that question because I saw that, and I was thinking in my head like they're not Alabama, like that's not who they are. But anyway, they, um, they aren't. They really aren't. With all that being said, though, man, let's get into some of these games this week because we got a, a couple of good games that are uh, on tap. Though we got number eight Georgia at number six Florida. So what, what are your thoughts on this game? You know. When I watch this Florida team throughout the year, you have a decent defense. Secondary was the question. I, the injuries were huge with this team. And I have, I have a little experience seeing this team. This team offensively is – they're sneaky good, but they're not explosive. They're that team that if you let them hang around, they'll, they'll beat you. And, you know, you have uh, Tony at running back or now Kyle Trask, who I didn't expect to actually get a chance to play this year. Felipe Frank, uh, while not a great quarterback, he actually reminded me of Pat Mahomes a little bit. He's like he's like if Pat mm-hmm. Mahomes was a homeless person. That's what that's what Felipe Frank is. He has every tool Yo. in the world. Yeah, he. I mean, Damn. He's, yeah, he's, he's got a big arm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a home. 
He's he's a homeless Pat Mahomes. Like he has all the tools, he has all the potential, but he's a fifty eight percent passer. And it's like he'll give you two good games. Is and the that rest well? Of the is trash. Well, let so, me ask you that: Is that because he's trash, or is that because he takes shots and takes risks that maybe maturity will cure? Uh, no, nah, he's just trash. So. Um, oh, he's just trash. Okay. Yeah, right, he's, cool, he's, cool, he's cool. that guy. He's that guy that you say, man. If I could, if that, he's that guy that has that coach out there. Yo, my man Fred. My it. man Fred said, no, 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 no. Hand me the toilet tissue. It's not. It's not gas. Yeah, yeah. He, he's straight garbage. I mean, I thought I was. Good. I thought Damn. he would take that next step, but. I, and that's not because he's a gator. He's a, a, a gator player. I just I saw, no. We know it is for we. Yeah, we know we know the bias, bro. We, you know, we know the bias. <laughs> but you know, when I look at the tools, I think he has he has the tools that maybe if a coach gets a hold of him, he can be a better player. But he he had a, a catastrophic injury, so he's not even there now uh, at this point in the season. So you have Kyle Trask, who never started a game in high school. Now being a college quarterback, he was the backup to De'Aaron King, who was the, uh, the starter at Houston before all that catastrophe happened. Go look that up, and you'll see, you'll understand all of that. So you have a, essentially a backup quarterback playing, and he's not playing bad. He's about six five. He's like two thirty. Good arm, decent accuracy. But when the trash goes around his feet. You know how those those quarterbacks get. They don't like that. So, start seeing, you know, start seeing ghosts. Start tapping. <laughs> start that. ducking I, and turning. And, <laughs> and Quincy Carter throwing shit up over the shoulder and duck down. <laughs> start seeing you know, James St. Patrick out there. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you don't want to see that. You don't want to see that coming. But you know, Florida's Yo, I, I every 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 time we bring this up, I have to stop the show. And go back to that moment in Cowboys history where that young man turned his back, looked down at the ground, and threw the ball up over his shoulder. He just he <laughs> curled it up like a grenade. <laughs> that, he that, said, I don't like, want those I, I, still, I still can't believe that like that actually happened in a professional game with people being paid millions and millions of money oh, yeah. to entertain us. He turned his back and hey. threw the ball up over his shoulder. Kevin Garnett once said famously, anything's possible. Just saying. Anything is possible. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this, this Gator, this game is a, a tradition. You know, this game isn't played in a home and away type of setting where, like you normally see, it used to be called the, the, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. It's played in Jacksonville. They took the name away because, you know, how nowadays we're a little sensitive to everything that's said. So it's just the largest outdoor party, whatever. Um, I honestly think that this Georgia team has had a little bit of time off after losing a big game uh, earlier in the season. They now they've been trying to they've been trying to replicate what Alabama did early before they went super spread and we're gonna throw four receivers out there and we got four first round receivers with a first round quarterback and a first round tight end and a great off and a great defense. Old school Alabama is we're going to line up with two tight ends. We're going to have a game manager quarterback. And by the way, we're going to, we have two really good NFL backs that probably won't be good later, but we'll run them in the ground right now. That's and we just there. going to pound it down we, your throat exactly. like y'all are Misty Stone. Exactly. And yeah. that's what hurts. <laughs> or Pinky. <laughs> Yo, some of y'all didn't catch those bars. But yeah, that's I okay. Because Misty, Misty Stone definitely caught it. 
Um, <laughs> I, I mean, they've changed considerably. Um, to, and I never thought that I would see a day where Alabama would be a spread offense. Exactly. So that's interest. That that's interesting to me because it deviates so much from, from what, what we're Saban used to seeing in yeah. in in yeah in the heart of the Confederacy with uh, Jeff Sessions' favorite team. Like I, I'm so <laughs> flabbergasted by what I've seen. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, yeah. I get them. I get them off, man. That's that's what that's what we're here for. We're here to get these bars off. On so, the low. And if you catch him, you catch him. If you know, you know. So, for me, but when, I look, at, know, you when know. I look at this Georgia team, uh, you have a quarterback in Jake Fromm who – he was on QB1, so shout out to Dev. He knows – if you haven't – you know, he's my guy that watches. We watch that show. So, we know what – we he knows yeah. what I'm talking about. So, but – I, I, I saw his season. I saw his season. Um, that's the last one I saw. I didn't watch it. Uh, you know, but anyway, go ahead, though. But Jake Fromm, is, he's a decent quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. But the thing I, I really like about him he, is he takes care of the football. And, yes, go ahead and call him a game manager if you want to. Man, probably... I'll take – man, I'll take Fred. I'll take Fred for don't over, over from. Oh. I'm, I'm here in the land – I'm here in the land of the Bulldogs and the complaints I'm hearing is oh, my course. man is out there with no arms playing quarterback. Like yeah, he, he just he, his, he's very his safe. best deep throw, his best uh, like when they run the number nine route, he's still going to turn around and hand the ball off. Like yeah, he he's yeah they're not he gets Georgia's he gets held not, down here. Georgia is the guy that was supposed to be there is actually in Ohio in Ohio State now, and that's their fault. So, but Jake Fromm's a good quarterback. Right. I think Florida's gonna their defense will stand up, but I think Georgia's gonna play really ball with Florida and. Because of that, I think what you're going to see is a team that is going to be able to uh, control the tempo, control the possession. Georgia's coming off of a nice bye week, so that's always helpful. Um, Kirby those Smart are cold. Had, those are cold words. Those are cold words to our listeners. That our fat guys are better than your fat guys. Yes. Control yes, tempo. Um, so manage the line of scrimmage. I just want to pass on two messages from uh, Tobias to you that um, that Florida is going to beat Georgia, and he also says that Jake Fromm is the uh, Anglo version of Teddy Bridgewater. I wouldn't be too, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too yeah. far away from that. I, I'd actually agree with that. I mean, I, I always said, and, and for the SEC fans, I'll y'all gonna I said, put some respect. Y'all gonna put some respect on my man Teddy B's name, man. Even though his haircut is atrocious, but y'all gonna put some respect. Yo, Yo what's wrong with his head. hairline? Yeah. Yo, his hairline. Nah, we from Philly. We not with that. Yo, your hair, your haircut gotta be right or righteous. And <laughs> how do you, you can't have an a professional athlete's career in America, and your barber looks like that? Like, come on, man. Your barber but, should travel with from, you. Exactly. From from is trash. So like Fred is being nice. Fred, so Fred. Aaron Murray, who was the so Fred, who was a predator. So Fred, you're going with Georgia though. Yeah, I'm so going, going with Georgia. Georgia I think right? it'll be close, like a okay. twenty four twenty type of game. It'll be close. Um but You hear that Tobias? You hear that Tobias? Fred's the F O A Tobias, be nice so to be our I'll I'll pick L S be nice. Alright, so moving on to another game though, Fred. Uh, we got Oregon at USC. How do you see this Oregon at USC game playing out? 
So Oregon has a has a quarterback who came back for his senior year, Justin Herbert. I compare him to Nick Foles. If that's a good comparison, I don't oh, know. That must mean that must mean that must mean he's great because he beat. Uh, oh, Patriots. I mean, see, see, we weren't even talking about the NFL. We talking about college football. We talking about Nick Foles. You know, the last I, I time I watched one. Nick Foles play football, he was he beating up. On. The last time I watched Nick Foles, he was sitting on the ground for the Jaguars. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, anyway, nah, I haven't seen him as a Jag. He got that bag, and I was happy for him. I wanted him to get it. I am so happy for Nick Foles and his family that he had an opportunity to go and stick up Jacksonville for way more than he should have. I, I, I want him to do it again. Highway robbery. I, I want him to do it again, man. I, 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 we can't say anything bad about Nick Foles on this program, dude. We we don't allow it. I'm but, a I'm a so you're man. saying this guy, this kid is good. You're saying this kid is I good. Think okay, he, he's good. He's good enough. Uh, he'll be a first round pick. He had, I mean, if you look at him, six five, big arm, uh, can extend plays. He's, 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 he's one of those guys. <laughs> you can't. I'm gonna leave y'all alone, man. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So you know when I look at when I look at him, that Oregon offense isn't what you expected. If you're expecting Chip Kelly's Oregon offense from years ago, that's not what they do anymore. They throw the ball a lot more. Um, USC is down to their third string quarterback and freshman, and you know they're still in it. Since Fred, since Fred brought up, since Fred brought that dude up. I just would like to say I don't. I hope he doesn't make it to the future. Y'all know him. Yo. Go ahead, Fred. My bad. <laughs> my bad. So my bad. I look at Oregon and I say to myself, had 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 my football team drinking smoothies, doing yoga, and had Jeff Mail had Jeff Mail as a top on the depth chart. Come on. Mm. Mm. Jeff Mail, man, I remember Jeff. Mayo. He's actually good. Yo, how is he in the league? He's not. not he was good. <laughs> he was. Right. He was. Uh, hey, sure. what is the slot receiver? What is the, the demographic of most slot receivers in the NFL? And I'll leave that. I'll let you have that one. You do that. You do the math on that. And, so, but uh, you know, I, I look at. He's Oregon. a heady. He's a heady player. He's so smart. Yo, feed the defense and have a connection with his quarterback. But Fred, though, so so who you got in this game? Let's let's get your picks though, because I, I want to see um who you actually going with. So I have Oregon winning this game. They're six point favorites in this one. That's gr- USC isn't a great team, but if they hang around and they've hung around in pretty much every game they played in this year, they they tend to make teams sweat. I think Oregon will pull it out late. Uh, they are traveling, so that's going to have something to do with it. So. Uh, That's but what I, think I did with her. Pulled it out late. <laughs> I can't yeah. with you, Bill. Right, so, I can't so, with you, bro. All right, so, 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 Fred. Last but not least, we have what we're calling the Purdue Bowl. We got Miami oh. at your at your school of Florida State, or your school of Miami at Florida State. How do you, how do you <laughs> That's the Purdue Bowl. This Yo. is the this is the Purdue Bowl. So, who are you going with in this Purdue Bowl? Yeah. All right, so we know that I'm a Miami Hurricane fan, right? We also know yeah. that I hate Florida State. I hate everything about that football team. They are the, they are the Native Americans up north. They play in Hard Rock North. But damn, um, I gotta go with the Knowles in this one. There is 
watching this Hurricanes team, everything I've seen, the defense is not the same. They're not as fast. They're not as physical. The offense does not score enough points. Jaron Williams is coming back from, we want to say, the doghouse and and an injury where he injured his shoulder against Virginia Tech. But I just don't see where the Canes come up with enough points. I think they'll go down they'll go down big early and then try to pull out a late comeback late and just come up just short. Kicking game's not great either. This game has come down the last two uh two or three matchups have come down to a grand total of three points. So I think Miami comes up just short. Their kickers we're down to our third string kicker and we I hate kickers. So uh Knowles win this one thirty eight thirty five. Okay. I hate it, Sam. Right, well, yo, that was yo, I directly, I directly, you can directly correlate how good the University of Miami is to how many players on the team have real gold teeth versus grills. <laughs> if you don't have a lot of cats on the team with gold teeth and dreads, See, you guys really remember yet. the 90s and the not, 80s, 90s, and early nah, 2000s. Not, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't the, the 80s, bro. man. Liberty City is still Liberty City, and that's where you got to go to recruit. And they know this. Yo, so if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, then listen. Fred, we I don't know, just, I don't know how we to are highly. I don't know how to tell you this, but Miami Hurricanes will never be the New England Patriots in terms of culture and how they carry yeah. it. That's not going to happen, dude. No, but I... I it's not going to happen. I They're mean, not going to vote. They're not going to vote Republican, bro. Yeah. Hey, hey, just so you know, that's just not so what know, it is. The head, coach is, his, the head coach's dad was the uh, the mayor of, the, of Miami, so you do do the research on that. I'll leave that at that. Yeah, but, I'm uh, sure he yeah, was. You know, I'm, I'm sure. We know you love... We, love, we know you love your MAGA Patriots. But anyway, man, Fred, listen, thanks for calling in, man. You know, that's Fred Perdue of Locked on, <laughs> Locked on Canes on the Locked On Podcast Network. But, Fred, we want to say thank you for your picks as usual. I look forward to seeing what happens so I can see who's right between you and Tobias with Georgia and Florida. So, you know, either way, I'm trolling whoever got this game wrong. I'm letting you know right now. Oh, yeah. See, if he, I already said if he's not nice to me, I'm going to pick LSU to upset next week. You better be nice to me, man. Mm. I'm already right, kind of close to picking him anyway. Man. All right, guys. Thanks for having me on. All right. All right, Pete. No doubt. First down, Freddie, a.k.a. Zach Randolph can't go left. Knocked on Cage podcast. That's Fred Perdue, man. We also got to talk about a couple other things real quick, man. We have to talk about uh, Major League Baseball. We want to say congratulations to the Montreal Expos for winning their first ever World Series. That's pretty much all we got on that. But, you know, congratulations to the Montreal Expos. Um, <laughs> no, 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 Yo, disrespectful, disrespectful off top, off top. You get um, no respect in the war room. <laughs> you gotta earn it. Yo, you gotta um, earn it. Shout out to the expo. Story, man. I don't know if you saw the Sixers game last night in the National Basketball Association, aka this thing of ours. Tempers board over. Joel and your man Cat Rumble. You know what I'm saying? Um. And it was a pretty much like a, uh, you know, um, a hug what, what do I want to call this? They I, got real close and hugged gotta, and smacked gotta, each other on the forearm. What to call this, man? Um, let's call this uh, a r- Fortnite culture. It was a rumble from cats from the Fortnite culture. There's a lot of like, you know, hugging, bear hugging, headlocks. Joel was like, you know, Yo. flexing his muscles after the fact. 
He gave a high five to Mark Lamont Hill. He you know, went to Twitter because, you know, you got to take it to Twitter. Yo, yo, I'm going to ask you a question. How soft yeah. are you if you end up losing in that type of fight where no hands is really thrown and no hands was put <laughs> upon V? Yo, how soft are you to be named Cat? Like, I'll, I will give you all day long. I don't even know if the big African can rumble. He is super entertaining, and I love him way more for his personality than his game because he got up on the microphone and straight up said, I ain't no hit. I'm not no big international tender chicken hole. And he knew it was funny. He tried to keep the mean face. But because he's a jokester, he lacked. Yo, my man got to come on the show just for his sense of humor because he's out of control. In an intelligent and funny and sarcastic way. So, But just like you said, it was a Fortnite culture rumble. So how bad are your hand skills if you lose that? Because Cat lost whatever that was. We won't even call it a fight, but he lost. Like, how do you lose that? So, How you I, I think what's more interesting to me is the fact that like this is so this is so Fortnite culture that after the game like Cat was on IG talking trash like there was Twitter and IG exchanges last night which made this whole thing to me like you know like when I said, you could just Fortnite go and see culture. when you could just go and see the person instead of going yeah, and, and like, see my man I'm gonna go post it yo yo I don't belong but it just it just I don't belong yo it just shows you the the shift in culture right. Like, it, it reminded me, and I know this has really nothing to do with this. It reminded me of, though, like, when, when Drake and Meek had their, like, little um, exchange of uh, verbal bars. Yo, I knew you were. I, I, yo, somehow we've been doing this show because, so long that I knew you were going to bring yeah. that up, and I and I don't know how. Because it ain't got nothing to do with no, it, but I knew how. that that was going to be but the I'm gonna example. I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how, because I heard a couple people say that. Wait, wait, hold on. Before you say something, like, because when you thought of that, you thought of that video of Meek Mill and a boxing bag. I know you did, and a punching bag. I know, well, no, I know it's, you. It's, it's that they said that it's, it's that they said it was the first like rap battle that was like won by memes, even more so than bars. Like, it's not even about like your lyrics no more. Even how you fight is about yo. Who can get the most jokes off on social media? Like, social media has literally, and it's funny because me and Deb talk about this all the time. I don't know if it's made the world crazy or just exposed how crazy the world is. Like. You know, a little bit of both. So it's 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 not one or yeah. the other. It's a little bit of both. So th- these dudes are on the court, like having a fake fight. You know what I'm saying? They were supposedly friends, and then they like they get on social media and start slandering each other. Joel takes things so far, like yo, that's why you let Jimmy Butler bully you, and you know what I mean. I know two stories about you. <laughs> I ain't gonna say nobody's name. I ain't gonna say nobody's name. After after just saying his name, you're gonna say I ain't gonna say nobody's name, which is funny to me in itself. Like yo, you know, the whole the whole ball is so intelligent so... and immature. I I'm here for it. Like I'm here for him to be a part of the he's advancing the culture. Cause he's like he's super yeah. immature and super intelligent at the same time. Like, yo, he yeah, got yo, I ain't gonna say no names, but Jimmy Butler bullied the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's like it's it's so Fortnite-ish, man. It's so Fortnite-ish, yeah, so entertaining. Yo, real quick though, um, we got a message from my brother Dan. He was talking about the uh, Washington uh, 
Oh, excuse me, the Montreal Expos, they having their parade on a Saturday. Like, who does that? And that is trash. Like, I mean, that's because you're starving. And the Montreal to, Nationals? Yeah, because if you have a diehard fan base, you just have it whatever day you want to have it. You don't have to have it on a, week, a weekend, but they're trying to make sure that they get a good show, you know, good showing or whatever. So, yo, you know, yo, anyway. they don't have a – right, they don't have things. Listen, it's it's like it's like – our brother Dev has said, there's no real fans. I promise you, and I'll be the first to admit that I don't I don't watch baseball. So when the Phillies went, that had nothing to do with baseball and everything to do with me putting on a reference for the city. There are people celebrating the Nationals, and I promise you that they don't know that there's three bases in a diamond. Like, I... Real quick. Oh, breaking news. news. Um... That, uh, and it goes to what we were actually just talking about, the Fortnite fight. Uh, let's see. looks like both guys got two games. So the suspension has come down. What? And that's two games apiece. Yeah, for both of them. Two games apiece. Um, for hugging. So that, that's what's going on for, um, for that hug fest. They both got two games. So, I mean, that's just, that's just less games they got to load manage. That's all. <laughs> you know what I'm it's, well, is load management is load management a part of the Fortnite culture? Is that Fortnite culture? <laughs> I don't know. If that's part of the Fortnite culture because I mean the Spurs have perfected that. That's part of the win at all cost culture. That, that's part and of they that, start. Um, they started it, but it was perpetuated and accepted because of the software. Like just because something starts somewhat. doesn't mean it gotta gotta take over. Like it took over because soft dudes. Wanted it to take over. Yeah, I mean, you can say that, but I think that's part of the winner. I think that actually, I think that's more to do with analytics and win at all costs than it is like Fortnite culture. Because, and I blame all that mm. on Mike Jordan, but that's either here nor there. We can get into a long conversation about that, but that's either here nor there, man. Um, so two games. Mike ain't never rest. Mike ain't resting games. now. <laughs> See, Bubba Chuck had it right. Bubba Chuck just took off practice. These dudes are like, hold my beer. Watch this. I'm, I'm taking yo. off game. Yo, Bubba Chuck. So, yo, so, Bubba Chuck never did practice. He came just straight to the game, smelling like trees. So when you think about smelling it, smelling like a vacation. It, he was ahead of the curve. He was he was low managing before that was a thing. Pause. Like he he was ahead of the curve, man. So salute to Bubba Chuck. Now anytime we can salute Bubba Chuck, we're gonna take that opportunity to do so. So we're gonna say salute Bubba. Absolutely. Chuck. Anyway, man. So. How were these suspensions Better than Shaq. team? Like coming into the game last night, they were both undefeated. Um, the Sixers on a uh, you know um, a, a swing right now, about to go to uh, play this Western swing without Joel for at least two games. Um, but I mean, honestly though, he probably would have took two games off anyway, but not back to back two games. It still was on the call for. But uh, you know, we'll see how this plays out, man. This is to me, this is much to do about nothing because. You know, it's low management culture, Fortnite culture, all these cultures uh, coming to play with this. But speaking of basketball, right, so let's talk about your man, Steph Curry. Um, he broke his hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so he's out. His left hand. Um, yo, and it's weird, though, right, because I know it's going to sound crazy. Things seem to work out for dude, man, like, even when he gets injured or something, it always works out for dude. So I feel like he's going to be out for an extended period of time. They're going to lose a bunch of games and get a better draft pick. 
and somehow Clay's going to come back. He's going to yeah. come back. And they're going to cook, and they're going to oh, do yeah, work. work out. I, I'm I'm gonna go exactly. I'm gonna go deeper on how on how it worked out, and mind you, I'm a huge Steph fan. Like I'm a Steph Curry fan, so I don't really take kindly to all of this talk that he's not nice. And, you know, look at what's gonna happen without without the bull that's a, a witch that's got the bad hair that went to Brooklyn. Like I don't, I'm not with all that, but I will say this: him breaking his hand means that. He's not gonna have to show and prove that he can do it with just Welvin. You know what I'm saying? Like if if it was just him and Welvin, would yeah. that hurt his legacy if he's not winning because Welvin ain't really as good as people think Welvin is? Yo, so it would stop for him in that way too. So <laughs> watch Welvin there start putting up twenty and ten though. Welvin about to average a triple double in y'all dummies. Watch. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Seven so shots to do it. It's funny how we talking about all. It's funny how we talking about all the positives of somebody breaking their hand, but you know. But but like you know like like Dev said, Dev's in our chat room. Shout out to Dev though. He says Steph gets to escape the criticism of not being able to carry a mediocre team, which is true. Which is absolutely yeah. true. So he gets to, yeah. he gets to duck all, yeah. he gets to duck all that smoke. Duck all that smoke, but I mean, you know, you get well, Steph. Though we want to see you out there. Plus, I still want to see you shoot from half court and do all that nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the warm up, Casey Max or in the game, they're gonna tank and get the number one pick, and also get that piece to replace KD. <laughs> he said, Hall of Famer Draymond is about to get exposed. Got the ball, Hall of Famer Draymond. So y'all be hating on him. Yo, nobody <laughs> likes Draymond. That's a lot. Yo, nobody likes Draymond, man. And, and most of the reason y'all hate Draymond, most of the reason y'all hate Draymond has nothing to do with Draymond. Like y'all hate Draymond because people crowning. This is hilarious. Yeah, man. And um, Skyview says, how do you carry a team at six three anyway? Um, yeah, I don't know about that, doggy. I've seen some. I mean, Charles Barkley was six four. Bubba Chuck was like less than six feet. He was like five two. Yo, so Bubba Chuck was five ten. Not to and mention 140 pounds. Anyway. They always, they always compare. They always want to compare the two. So, I mean, you want to crown them, crown them, but don't, don't try to use that as an excuse. How tall was Isaiah? Yeah. Anyway. Mm. <laughs> both, both Thomases. Don't use that cause... excuse, man. Yo, listen though, we got a quote of the week that I want to get to real quick. Um, and this quote of the week is from your man Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce, for some reason, has to continuously tell us how good he is, or was, rather. Um, and, you know, yo, says yo, here. Yo, before, before you continue to that point, and, I, and I, I like Paul. I know you're not a fan of him because of some of the Trezvanian things he's done. But how, yo, his self-esteem is internet fodish level. Like, because <laughs> I don't know anyone that has to talk about themselves the way that he talked. Yo, he's so mad that they don't mention him in the same breath with Kobe and T-Mac. He can't stand it. He cannot stand it. Yo. And the crazy part is, Kobe irritates me with the same thing. I'm not going to lie. I hate the fact that every time I see uh, Kobe, he got to do the same thing and tell us how great he was. Because I'm like, yo, that's the one thing. That's, that is the one thing that, you know, I'll give Fed credit for. 
because Mike don't do that. Mike let everybody else tell you how great he was. Mike don't have to constantly tell us how great he was because I guess he got enough fans yo, to go around and do it for yo, him. Yo, it's funny. It's funny you say that because I don't think that it. I don't think that's because Fed wouldn't do it. I think that he's built his legacy in a way where there's enough sycophants that do it for him. He don't got to. And he knows mm-hmm. what it looks like. He knows how it looks to have that many people saying how great he is, yours truly included, that it would look crazy if he said how good he really thought he was. So he just could fall back and let him rock. Kobe gets disrespected, but Kobe's not in the same breath with Paul Pierce. And with all due respect to the Hall of Famer, future Hall of Famer Paul Pierce, but there's levels, mm-hmm. there's levels to this ish. There's no, I agree, no, I agree with you, but I just, I, just, I just don't like when players do that in general. But I, so I agree with you. It doesn't matter. Mm. And um, you know, and by the way, Tobias, we're gonna get to you once I give this quote by Paul Pierce, which is a uh, quote. I always said that if he and I were of the same age, it'd be different. He might not have gotten those championships in Miami if I were 26 and he were 26. And that's end quote. That's Paul Pierce and LeBron. You're talking about, about uh, soft, softball, Bron. Yo, yo, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Having thought, when you saw what you saw in Boston, the time that they beat him, if you rewind the clock and take three years' age off of all three of them dudes, including the girl, so I'm not just talking about KG and Paul Pierce, but I'm talking about the chick that was with him, the chick that shoots all the three, her Mm -hmm. too. If you take three years off of them, yo, don't he might have a point. Eh, Three I'm years. You you don't got a point. I, I, no, he does. It'll be a, it'll be a, definitely be an amazing run. But like only only, only people that are going to analyze it that way. The only people going to analyze it that way are hoop nerds like us. Everybody else is just going to say he's hating and he's being fickle, which he is. But no, both things can that. be I'm true. Saying, I'm saying that both things can be true. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't know. But my point is, what are you trying to say? Are you trying to say that at 26 you were as good as LeBron at 26? Because that ain't true. In his mind, yes, he's yes. That's that's what he's trying to say. But I'm I'm going a little bit different with it. Not so much that he was he was as good as LeBron, but he was good enough when teamed with those other three dudes. They the f LeBron's runner. They the F LeBron's run up, yeah, I, I believe. Uh, yeah, but let's just let's just talk about Pierce at twenty six versus LeBron at twenty six. Oh, no, it ain't even LeBron no conversation. Those bad catching. Yeah, it's not at all. Because I remember at Paul Pierce at twenty six, like was winning thirty games and not even making a playoff. Like he he he. It's not even. Oh, they're not Paul even Pierce at thirty. Like, Paul Pierce at thirty six was a guy that gave you twenty eight and ten and 26. lost. At 26 years old, would give you 26 to 28, 10 boards, nice little. He would put the numbers up with no win. With no win. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I, I don't know. Man. I don't know what Paul Pierce is trying to prove with the comment, but you know, at the end of the day, man, just 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 go away, go that away, man. But let's let's uh let's get to bias on roll damn top real quick before massacre I'm getting. So let's see. Tobias. Hey, what's up? Yeah, thanks for taking my call, fella, because I, I, don't, I don't want that black bounty hunter that's the main villain of the Harriet Tubman movie to come get me. But, uh, Yo, is that true, You sir? know, but... I didn't... Is that true? 
Yeah, I read up on like one of the main feelings is a black bounty hunter tracking her down. I'm like, come oh, on, Lord. Man. Come on, man. How do they do that, man? How do they do that? Really? Yeah, uh, I'm not going to watch it. I'll, and, and you know. Those, and for those, but, for those who don't know what Tobias is talking about, there's a new Harriet Tubman movie coming out. Um, and he's saying that the, the one of the main villains in the movie is a, a, another black person, a black bounty hunter. So they found a way to make a movie about Harriet Tubman and still make the black person the villain. Um, anyway. Yeah. Ahead. But anywho, it's like uh, basketball. Like, I, y'all, I know y'all talked about the whole load management thing, right? And that's one of, one of the things oh, that grinds man, that, my that's gear. Your, that's your favorite topic. That's your favorite hey, topic. Hey, grinds my gear. But I noticed that ESPN is kind of mad about really mad about it now. And, uh, it is kind of it is kind of tough when you spend that money to get to get those games and stuff, and you say, I'm going to sit out. And it's not even Halloween. It's Halloween today, but it's not even November yet until I get ready for the playoffs. But with somebody like Steph who got hurt, because I bought a ticket to a Warriors game years ago, and Steph was hurt. And I was like, all right, cool. He missed some games. That's when I saw Monte Ellis get his shot. So, and Monte Ellis likes to shoot. But anyway, I, I just think I, Monte I just Ellis can still stuck. shoot. <laughs> you know, I just think that maybe it's just something you can pay. Some guy on Twitter like pay a little extra in case a star seller wants to set out just the rest. You get it back because ain't nobody paying to see Patrick Beverly or Montrez Harrell. <laughs> you know, except for their <laughs> mom and their dad. We just gotta be honest about that. Yo, I might pay to see Patrick Beverly, man. Right, Trez is entertaining. Yo, Beverly yeah, isn't. I think my I think my two favorite players in the NBA this season, like y'all gonna think I'm joking when I say this, yo, are Patrick Beverly and the boy Van Fleet, because both of them play with the confidence of like Fred. a twenty time All Star. They both they both play with the confidence of a Hall of Famer. Like and one boy is a midget, and Patrick Beverly looks like he smells, but they still play. Yo, their confidence level is that is is somewhere else, man. So I enjoy watching those brothers play. But at any rate, man. I know that that grinds your gears. You hate load management, so you had to really be upset at Jimmy Butler, who load managed the first game of the season. I thought that was hilarious, and I thought it was kind of convenient that Fred conveniently stopped being too busy to watch Heat games after LeBron left. When LeBron was there, he had mm-hmm. all the time in the world to watch Heat games. Shout out Fred. But uh, <laughs> but Fred left basketball you know, alone completely. Fred don't even acknowledge <laughs> basketball now that LeBron's gone. He's like, what is that? Something with a peach hey. basket? Hey, all I got to say is also, yeah, congrats to the – you know how bad baseball is in this country at none of the sports shows when he talked about it? But it's a shame that Washington Nationals ain't got no black people in the town to celebrate the World Series. That's a whole different topic there. Uh, you know, but I think I was talking about, like, some of this football stuff. And, like, Jake Fromm is the wrong quarterback. Like, they had two more talented quarterbacks. But they but they decided Jake Fromm, but this is where the whole quarterback win thing doesn't – it kind of has a false narrative. But he's not as talented as those two guys. He'll have an NFL career. He'll be like Teddy Bridgewater. But do you want to pay that guy $20 million a year, potentially? Nice guy yeah. to have on your team, but do you want to invest that kind of money? And I just think that sometimes you get something you got to look at. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so you got you got uh, with this with this Florida Georgia game though, right? You 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 rolling with Florida? I think I hate to say this about the kid, but Florida's starting quarterback in the season, Felipe Frank broke his ankle. I think Florida got better. 
<laughs> but the backup came in. And uh, Florida has a great defense. Probably the only thing that may hurt Florida is they kind of struggled against the run. Georgia's predicated on the run. And uh, But Jake Fromm is such like a game manager. If you take that run away and make him throw the ball more than 30 times, which he has not won a game no. in college where he's throwing the ball at least 30 times. In college, you should be knocking out yeah. the heart of your world-class quarterback. Yo, Fromm is going to get into the league at a time where his talent level, which is minimal, is going to command $18 million a year. Watch what I say. Yo, it's Look funny. at Dakota. Hey, they yo, trying how, to give. They how, trying how to give Dakota. They trying to give Dakota thirty. Yo, as a college it's, quarterback, it's hilarious to hear somebody say like your team is better. Like when you when you throw the ball at, at co- in college. Because of the talent. Because what happens is, uh, because of the talent difference. That's the thing. Because the NFL, even like the bad teams, there's talent on those teams. And, you know, in, like, more preparation time, things of that sort, you're not going to be able to do that. You need way more balance. But you do need that balance when you play against a better, like, Georgia, you got to play against Florida or against an Auburn in a I couple mean, of weeks for that quarterback trash. If Jake Crom <laughs> gets, gets in the league and gets to play the Buccaneers secondary every week, he'd be good. Hey, Woo! we can do something against Shots the Buccaneers secondary. But, uh, by the way, I'm calling it now. I think Nick Foles is going to be the next Bucks quarterback, and all those Bucks fans who say we'll take anybody, sound like Democrats saying vote blue no matter who, is going to be mad when the rest of the team still sucks. And I got to say that real quick. Yes, Jameis Winston's time is up. The Bucks will move on at quarterback. But it's a damn shame that this team has the exact same issues across it's the football about, team the year they drafted him. It's about time. It's about time, hey. Tobias. I told you to come on over to the dark side, man. Where but, with but you? Be awesome. Jameis but be awesome. Jameis is cheap. But, but be awesome. My my part of my argument was, in my Nino Brown voice, it's bigger than Jameis Winston. Because yeah. if you average 28 points a game, turnovers are not cut. There are a lot of teams that I know his – when he looks bad, he looks bad. I've never seen that happen before. When someone looks bad, it's bad. Uh the defense is giving up 30. <laughs> Pat Mahomes can't win at that level. Uh, you got a quarterback who has 10 pass interference calls on this year by himself. <laughs> on third, and most of them on third down. And I'm saying this team has the exact same issues when they play drafting him. Bad line, offensive line, can't control line of scrimmage, bad defense. Hey, you got two great wide receivers, but who so, the San Francisco 49ers don't have no good wide out, but they got control of the lines of scrimmage and they run the ball. Right. Fat, fat people, man, is, is make football. So so let me get this straight because I, I hear what you're saying, and to the wise and discerning ear, I understand that you're while you're acknowledging that Jameis is a hoe, you're also still giving him a little bit of leeway and excuse. And so my thing is this, (laughs) knowing what we know about Jameis and understanding who he is, are you suggesting that with a good O-line and a good defense and reasonable coaching, he he wouldn't throw the ball to the other team? Is that that kind of where you're going? He's going to be one of those quarterbacks who's going to throw picks. Picks don't bother me as much as fumbles does. Because uh, 
Like a couple of those picks yesterday, Brashad Perriman, he's the only fast guy I know who made on the third team in his rookie deal. The dude can't catch. All right. If you don't – there's a lot. But, like, with, my thing is with picks, I can live with picks. It's just a fumble that will kill me more than anything because we don't know what goes to the pick sometimes where, guys, it's, it's any quarterback. And mind you, Kurt Warner won the MVP with 22 yeah. picks one season. Yeah, but, uh, he said, "I don't like I don't, I don't like this turnover, but this turnover is okay. A turnover is a turnover, man. And I understand what you're saying that sometimes yeah, but, it's the receiver's fault, but dude, it's still but, but, the but end result is, is a that, turnover, but, but, man. But, 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 but for example, last game the center snuck the ball too soon, hit him on the head. Who got credit for that fumble? So what I'm saying is that the team still stinks. So what I'm saying is that you could put anybody back there. The team's still bad. I don't think he's been good. I'm not saying that." I'm not saying that. It's like, let's just say, take him outside and tar feather him is what people expect you to say. But if you got a bad team, you got yeah, final but, right, coordinator. I'm not, I'm not, listen, I'm not disagreeing with you that the team is bad. They need help all over. You can't He's just bad change too. your quarterback and things get better. I'm saying that no matter who you put but, in, but, they no, be better. But, my, but my point is this, though. My point is this, though. He plays quarterback. That's part of playing quarterback. Heavy is the head, man. That wears the crown. Because when you play quarterback, and let's just say for argument's sake your team was winning, guess who would get all the credit for that? That's how it goes, man. When you play that position, the premier position in the sport, you get the blame or you get the accolades. That's that. That's just what comes with it, man. Because, like, because, the team is honestly, bad, he got to suffer for that. Because, like, look at Sam Darnold in New York, right? Going through this pretty much similar stuff. You know, he he got the white privilege hire Adam Gates, who did nothing. When years Peyton Man ain't there, but he keeps getting jobs. No line, no no good team around him, and he's seeing ghosts like 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 he's um Slimer, you know, Egon. Shout out to Ghostbusters. So, and they gonna fail him, and then people say he washed out. They gonna try to find another quarterback to be the savior. And if you ain't addressing the other teams, the other part of your team, look at San Francisco. I'm not a big Jimmy G fan. He's been pretty pedestrian this year. But, damn it, they got a great offensive line, running game, and, and defense. <laughs> They're winning. So, like you said, they built their winning. team. They built their team. Like, yes. I, I, mean, I get what you're saying, but but guess what? Guess what? Their team has been pretty good. But guess Jimmy G's going to get a lot of that credit, even though, like you said, he's been pedestrian. That comes that, with playing quarterback. So, look at that. that. that's what it is. Jameis has yeah, to deal with that. You. Like that's just that's just part of it, though. That's all, all I'm saying. I'm not disagreeing with you saying they don't need more, but understand that he's playing quarterback. That comes with that. It, it, you, know what, you know what? You know what? Threw 36 picks a game for like the end of his career. I'm sorry. Go ahead though. But he won a Super Bowl. But go ahead. Now, I, I, I was saying this also, and and like, and the problem is a lot of fans are like, oh, we get Joe Burrow. Like, dude, Joe Burrow is not making a pass number one. <laughs> You know, and then you got teams like the Falcons who stink. They may draft the quarterback to groom for Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan's 35. You know, the Chargers, things Listen, like man, that. So, I think there's like 10 teams that will draft the quarterback. So, we'll see what happens, man. But, Tobias, man, you know, um, before we get you out of here, I got to ask you a question, man. Paul Pierce at 26 with LeBron James. <laughs> hey, all I got to say is, uh, why are we having this discussion? Hey, it's kind of like asking Kobe is he, get, is he getting Smush Parker a Christmas gift. That's, that's the kind of question you're asking me right now. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but I'll say this before I run. If they did come together quicker, 
I do think they would have had more of a run. But that's also the same time it's like – but that's just how basketball works sometimes. And remember the year after they mm-hmm. won that title, Kevin Garnett tore his knee up and missed that second season. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, things happen. And then you remember, I'm being a homer right now, Derrick Rose got hurt when the Bulls' best team they had since Jordan was there. You know, he tore his knee up that that's year true. and lost to the Sixers. And so – and that team was the one team in the yeah. South Boston that, did, that, that did not kiss his ring like Paul George did. So yeah. – uh, you know, that, no, that, 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 yo, 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 oh, man. Yo, my single reason for not really liking Paul George is based on the way he allowed LeBron to do him when he was in Indianapolis. Come on, man. But I, I'll say this to your to your point. It, it, it's hard. It's hard for me to to say certain things based on, you know, how y'all know that I feel about dudes. But when Derrick Rose was healthy, and he was a he was a great talent. He wasn't he wasn't nothing. That's why I wasn't nothing. I don't care if, yeah. if Derrick Rose had not shredded his knee, it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Now I'm not saying right, people LeBron, won, LeBron but at least there was a legit little pushback. Right, but before I go, guys, I'll say this. I want to tell you one thing, Tobias. I want to tell you this: that you took Florida. Fred is taking Georgia. Whoever loses, I'm trolling. I'm just letting y'all both know that. Put that on the record. Hey. Hey, you guys have a great day, and I'll say this real quick. People, just because folks saying LeBron is not the best player at year 17 is not the issue. The compliment is that we still he's still in the discussion as best player in the league in year 17. Yo. That's what you be focused on. But peace, Year guys. 17, mm-hmm. my man, my man peace. is top five. Like, in year 17, yes. my man is top Five. That's that's insane, man. That's crazy. You you soft dudes that play nowadays should be ashamed of yourself. All right, Tobias, mm-hmm. man. Have a good week, brother. Peace, guys. Peace. Yeah, man. So before we move on, I just want to give the stat of the week real quick, and it's from the 2019 World Series. In um, it's the first World Series that the first seven games in any series in any sport where no home team won a game. So there's a seven-game series, and in that entire seven-game series, no home team won a game. And that's the first time in any sport, whether it be hoops, yo, baseball, hockey. Yo, let's talk about that, man. Let's, let's address because while we could leave that to mere coincidence, I actually believe that that is evidence of the death of baseball. That's the death of base because playing at home doesn't really matter to them because the home crowd doesn't mean anything to them. It doesn't influence their play. Say what you will. I don't care how professional you are. There's only a couple weirdos that didn't care about home home team advantage. And by weirdos, I'm talking like Larry Bird, Michael Jordan, maybe Magic, those type of guys. Other than that, Anybody on a professional sports team who is very good on down wants the energy of that home crowd. And they, I these think cats baseball is didn't, a little different because baseball, baseball is like okay, baseball is a weird sport where it's like a team sport, but it's an individual sport wrapped in a team sport. Like you get a great pitcher out there, you could win on the road, um, home, in the backyard. You know what I'm saying? You win anywhere. Like you get with great pitching is one thing. And it's, it's, like I said, it's weird because you're at bat and it's you versus the pitcher. Nobody else really matters. It's like 
it's, it's like an individual sport wrapped in a team sport. But, you know, and shout out to Neil in the chat room says baseball is so dry. Yeah, ba- baseball is definitely like none punani. So, but that that that's what happened. <laughs> get, um, somebody how they can get no astro glide. There was no astro glide. <laughs> yo, we're, yo, check out our website bars at warroomsports dot com. While you're there, take your time and look around. Click on the contact us tab to send us a message about our op- about our company, our show, or to inquire about sponsorship and advertising opportunities or joining our network. For general inquiries, email us at info at warroomsports.com. While you're browsing the site, click on the memorabilia tab to buy Warroom Sports merchandise. Click the blog tab to read our latest articles in the All Sphere and Sports and War blog. Then click the respective icons and tabs to follow us on all social media platforms. You can also subscribe to our iTunes podcast there, or you can watch our webcasts from Over Sports TV. You can download our mobile apps. Everything that we do, you can do right at the hub of warroomsports.com. Listen, you can be in the the chat room right now during the show at blogtalkradio.com slash warroom to enter the chat room. Sign up for a free profile at Blog Talk Radio. If you don't want to create an account, you know you got social media. You got Facebook or Twitter. You can use those accounts. And you know what I mean? You can click follow. You can get updates about our show. We're going to be taking questions and reading posts as we've been doing all show from Facebook, Twitter, the chat room, and our group chat as well. To call and speak with us, dial the Digital Extreme Technologies hotline, and that number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. Uh, we got to get the brother, the brother Gus on because Gus is going to give us a – some picks for this upcoming week, you dig? Um, you know, but uh, oh, Dev Dev wants to put a comment out there that um, he thinks that the series was great. Uh, you know, so salute to him. It's trash, but that's the he likes way. baseball. Okay, so I see. Yeah, <laughs> I see that Gus is a yo. Dev likes any sport. It's not as bad as it used to be though. I used to go in Dev crib and he'd be watching like cricket with like you know um small people. Wow. Anything competitive. Yo, so with that being Dev, said, so. yo, Dev knew the whole roster. Dev knew the whole roster of the Minnesota Timberwolves and Bucks and the Milwaukee Bucks for the last thirty years. And them teams ain't been good but yeah. like three years out of that. The entire I roster. I can give you their roster in any year. But anyway, <laughs> we got to get Gus on to talk about you know some some gambling with Gus because Gus was only two and four last week, man. Although, although. He's 21 and 19 for the season, so we got to give him credit. Let's get Gus on. We're over 500. How are you, sir? Hello. Gus, what's going on, sir? Hello. How you doing? Oh, man, we can't complain. Ain't nobody listening. Trying to fight this imperialist system? (laughs) Keep up the good fight. So you were uh, two and four last week, but but like I said, twenty one and nineteen overall. So you know, yeah, I ran into a little. I just ran into a little slump the last couple weeks, but uh, you know, stay the course. I always gonna come out on it. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. Let's start this week with uh, the Cardinals getting ten, playing um, you know, the uh, Magabosa and the Forty Niners out there. So, what do you like in this Cardinals and Forty Niners game? Okay, um, I'm always attracted to double-digit underdogs. Um, don't always take it. 
a double-digit home underdog within the division, that's just too much for me to resist. Um, and, you know, the 49ers have actually had problems with the Cardinals. No, not this 49er team. But even if you go back to 2013 when they were still um, a reasonably good team, one year removed from the Super Bowl, they've had problems with the Cardinals, particularly in Arizona. And so coming off that big win, they, they really laid it on the, the Panthers. The 49ers are, are very, very, very good. And um, But this is the kind of game where I think odds makers are trying to get people to just casually lay 10 points. And, again, home underdog within the division, I don't buy it. I'm taking the Cardinals. Mm, I heard that. I heard that. Taking the Cardinals plus 10. All right, let's see how that plays out. Um, the Eagles minus 5 versus the Bears. How do you see this game going? Um, the Bears simply have no capacity to exploit – the obvious biggest weakness of the Eagles, which is their secondary, they the Bears don't have a downfield passing game, and so, and then the Eagles showed that they kind of revived their pass rush last week. So, I think if you you know if they can mask their weakness, which is their secondary, and uh, the offense is starting to click a bit, I, I just don't see how the Bears can keep up. They can't score. I think the Eagles by negative uh, minus five. I would even if there's a prop on Nagy. Making the quarterback change in-game, I think it happens here. The Eagles get off to an early start, and I think they're going to have to make a change or the whole locker room is going to blow up. Gus, wow. let me break it down for some of our fans. Let me break it down for some of our listeners who didn't catch on. What he's saying is that if Mitchell Trubisky were black, he would have <laughs> never been playing quarterback. He wouldn't be playing quarterback. He'd have been a wide receiver or a running back. <laughs> uh, I, I like that supplemental yeah. uh, analysis there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we have the Raiders and Lions. The over-under for that game is 50. Taking the yeah. rate. Again, Raiders Raiders are my favorite over team. They, they're pass-happy and they don't play much defense. Lions are top 10 offense. Take the over. Yo, that seems like that seems like a, a too good to be true over under. Like yeah. I look at that and I automatically I, I wanna I wanna I wanna make as you say, I wanna make an investment in that. That's like that jumps off the sheet at me. Like when you talk about yeah. Raiders and Lions. It's gonna be, be it's, like it's gonna be a defensive struggle. Game. Watch. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. To to have a defensive struggle you have to have a like, defense, which the Raiders don't. Yeah, yeah. Neither one of them do for real for real. All right, so um, shout out to Gruden trading Giants. away uh, Khalil Mack. Shout out to him. <laughs> the Giants are getting seven versus uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys coming off of a bye. So what you got there? Okay, unlike the Bears, the Giants have developed at least a semblance of a downfield passing game with Daniel Jones. He's developing a little chemistry with um, with Golden Tate, and I think that's going to give. Uh, uh, Saquon Barkley just enough space to get some running room there. I'm not saying the Giants will win, but I think they're going to make this closer than uh, it looks. And of course, we know the Cowboys on a given day they can make anybody look look respectable. So I'm taking the Giants plus a seven. Okay, I see wow. you taking the points this week. He's, Yo, he's taking, shout, taking out the, uh, shout out to Saquon. Shout out to Saquon. Oh, I yeah. have not seen anyone near uh, the great number twenty. Barry Sanders, but I'll be damned if he don't give you a flashback every two or three games, man. That boy is special. Hey, hey, agreed, chill, agreed. Off, you, you don't go to the bathroom when he gets the ball. You got chill, B. Austin. <laughs> don't, don't invoke Barry's name. 
Yo, they also be killing me with the what, hyperbole. The greatest of all time? What's the, what's the other quarterback you uh, you tried to crown a couple of weeks ago? Was it, was it Donaldson you told us was so great? And he came out and looked uh, like No, I said squared. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. I said Sam Darnold is better than Dakota, and I kind of stand by that. I don't know, dog. <laughs> it's to hear that. But uh, last, last thing I'm going to ask you about, another game. Um, So it's under 45 and a half, and that's the Ravens and Patriots. How do you see this? Okay. All right, now bo- both teams Trump are averaging. And a half. Both teams are averaging 30 points a game, uh, about 30 to 31 points a game. But in this game, I, I just think that Belichick's record against first or second year QBs is is really it almost looks like a typo. Um, they, they he, none of them do very well. <laughs> none of them. None of them. Yo, he locks them up. And and neither and 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 I, I don't so I don't see either one of them hitting the average. The Patriots only giving up seven points. So even if the Ravens double that output. You still, it's. I think it's going to still be hard for the teams to get to 45. Of course, the Ravens are going to be coming out fired up. Um, everybody does against the Patriots. I don't see it reaching to 45. I see a 2013 game or something in that range. Um, so I'm taking the under. <laughs> Unless the Patriots beat them 45 to nothing, but you know, I guess you still hit. Well, the yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, they do get points, and that. And, well, that's a lot of the misleading part about their offense. And I'm not saying it's – I mean, it's still Tom Brady, but um, they've been scoring so much on defense that the average is a little misleading yeah, in terms true. of their offense. That's true. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Shout I only know that because of fantasy. But, but, Gus, man, thank you for your picks as usual, man. We appreciate, uh, you know, all the work that you do. Um, and make sure you uh, check back with us next week to see how you did with these, these, up, these upcoming picks, man. But I'm telling you, that Raiders-Lions is jumping off the page at me, which means it's – Probably going to be 7 to 10, but that's either here or there. <laughs> we appreciate you, Gus. Absolutely. A uh, couple, couple upset possibilities just like your listeners to consider. Which is the more likely upset, Chargers over the Packers, Chiefs over Minnesota, or the Ravens over New England? Just something to throw out there. Mm. Um, and look out for my um, my next piece is going to be on uh, the redemption of Steven Strasburg and Dave uh, Martinez. Yeah, that's the one I would go with, the Chiefs over Minnesota if I picked one. Yeah. The Chiefs, yeah, yo, yeah. Kirk Cousins is 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 he's due for a wet the bed game. He's due for a Kirk he's Cousins game. <laughs> yes, yeah, he's due for. And, and when's the last time the Chiefs lost four straight at home? Yeah, that's nope. true. That's true. Andy, and they're gonna roll if they if they, right, if, they if they gotta get the if they gotta get the crowd involved, they might even roll Eric Berry out there. Yeah, before they left, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right, man. Listen, man, we appreciate you, Gus, man. Have a good week, good brother. All right, gentlemen, you too. All right, take it easy. No doubt. Yeah, so that's gambling with Gus did, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, You know, like I said, that game is jumping off the page, but at the same time, that usually means it's not going to work out. But it's time to talk about what happened while you were on the ground, which is brought to you by Sports the Book. If you're tired of reading the same old sports books with all that BS in it, you got to cop Sports the Book. You can find it at sportsthebook.com or warmsports.com. It's quite frankly the greatest sports book ever written, and I can say that because I wrote it. Yo, it's fire. I want to salute I want to salute the author. Thank you, good brother. I appreciate you. But it's time to talk about what happened this past week while you were on the Grizznae, as Scrappy would say. Yo, first thing I want to talk about is this, man. Your man, LeBron, Raymond James, 
Yo, his weave came off during the game. I don't know if you saw the highlights of this. A man, the weave yeah! came out during the game. Oh! And, and, Anthony, said, and the yo. brow was on it. Yo, the brow was on it. Salute to the brow <laughs> for pointing it out and doing what all yo and doing what he should do in terms of pointing it out. Yo, you know, he said, yo, he's still a member of the, of the Fortnite generation. But yo, you gotta let your old head have it if you see that go down. You got to, man. Yeah, he said, on, yo, man. he said your track fell out, dude. So you know, man, that, yo, that was ugly. That's ugly. That's all I gotta say about that. Yo, Here's what is, I that, really is that is that is that that's not on the level? That's not on the level of having chicken in your helmet, but that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, that's especially with Anthony. Well, Anthony Davis can't slander anybody because. I don't know if you remember he was a rookie when they had him on like the uh, in the locker room on the floor. I don't even want to talk about it, man. It's still kind of sus to me, but that's either here or there, man. Um, I gotta ask your opinion about this story. It's probably one of the biggest stories of the week, and they really didn't get they got a lot of attention, but not as much as I thought it would. But the NCAA they voted to allow athletes to profit off of their likeness. Um, they got a lot of backlash from some conservatives. A lot of people were saying this is a move in the right direction. Um, some people were saying that now that they're getting paid off their likeness, they should be taxed for their um, scholarships. But uh, you know, it looks like the pendulum has shifted, man. Shout out to the old Bannon brother. I think they, which one was it that uh, you know started this whole thing? Was it Charles or Ed? I think Ed, it was Ed O'Bannon. Ed. Somebody correct me in the chat. Yeah, it was Ed. It was Ed. Okay. Yeah, but you know, shout out to the old Bannon brother, man, for, for, for putting little the money in. <laughs> Not big money yet. Little money yet. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so with that being said, man, what do you think about the NCAA finally coming to this conclusion after all these years and this, this big speaking fight? Of, speaking of Big Money Ed, Big Money Ed was like, yo, I've been paying them for their like, But um, I think that I need to know more, man. I, I, I didn't research it uh, to the depths that I will research it because I need to understand how they're paid. Um, and it is a step in the right direction. So salute mm-hmm. to, to them. And, it, and it's funny. It's funny. I didn't dive into it, but I did see some of the tweets from a certain segment of the population of athletes making money. And I have my suspicions as to where those sentiments are rooted and why they would be upset. But that's neither here nor there. We'll we'll, we'll say that for another time. Say that. Shout out to Tommy Lair. Yeah. Yo. And I think this is more about, um, you know, their likeness, which, which to me has always been egregious where, like, the NCAA is making money off someone's likeness. Like, that's always been kind of crazy to me. But you know, we'll see how this plays Dr. out. Dr. Bayon finally gonna start getting them royalty checks. Doc, Doc Bayon. <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about that, but you know, that's if anybody's still out there purchasing that game. But I doubt it because GameStop is dead. But um, you know, we'll see how this plays out, man. I think I think this this will be very very interesting. Um. You know, as, as time moves on, because it's, I don't think the fight is over. Like I think people are still gonna try to. To get more, so we'll see. We'll see how it plays out, though. We'll see how it plays out. Listen, man. Um, your man Michael Bennett. 
is now on uh, the Dallas Cowboys, right? So Coach mm-hmm. Jason Garrett and the Cowboys brass said they expect Michael Bennett to stand for their anthem like all the other Cowboys players. Now, for those who don't know, uh, Michael Bennett has been saying F.O.A. should stand for the anthem, but now that he's on the Cowboys, the Cowboys are saying, yo, dog, this is what you're going to do. And I think that he bent the knee and decided that he will stand. That shocking to you? When it comes to, you know, and, and there was a time when I hated the analogy of comparing athletes to slaves because the harrowing experience that chattel slavery brought to these shores and even to the shores previous to the, the arrival here is nothing to make light of at all. But these people who own these teams at some level really feel as though they own human property. Like they really feel that they have the complete right to encroach upon this man's belief system and tell him FOH to what you believe, why you believe it, and how you demonstrate uh, uh, support for your belief system. Damn your religion. Nothing you're going to stand when boss says stay. And if you don't, we's going to tie you to that wagon wheel. Why can't you be a good nigga <laughs> like Dakota and Ezekiel? You see how Dakota and Ezekiel behave? Man, we even allowed Ezekiel to put earrings in his nose and Hop around with a little bone in his nose like a good monkey. Come on now, Michael Bennett. You know what plantation you're on. This is candy leg. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I'm, yo, I'm a little disappointed because I know what Michael Bennett and Martellus Bennett say they represent and stand for. And I believe them. I believe them. But it gets complicated. When when someone is coming for your check and your livelihood and you have to compromise because in life, oh, you will compromise. How far you compromise and what you compromise is the question because, I mean, ah, man. Get down and lay I down. Hope he, I hope. This all, comes, woo, this all comes down to resources, That's man. It. My, my thing is, as long as, as long as, yeah. is, 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 Certain people have control over this entity. They can do whatever they want to do. Like, so, to me, it's about, you know, control. Shout out, to Ice. And, Shout out to O'Shea Jackson. Yeah. I mean, you know, even even his backing, you know, in terms of financially comes from, you know, a certain segment of the population. Um, I'm not speaking on that. But all I'm saying is um, I understand both sides of this. I, I, I get both sides. Do you feel as though that you, if you're that passionate about it and you don't want to, then don't do it. But understand that, you know, it's not like you talk about, like, freedom of speech. You can say anything you want to as long as you're willing to deal yeah. with the consequences of it. You're willing so, to stand on the consequences ahead. and repercussions. Yeah, he can go ahead and, uh, you know, do whatever he got to do, but he got to deal with what comes with that. You know what I'm saying? And when you have no control over what it is you're doing. Yo, you know, I feel, I feel, yo, my 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 growth as a man and as a human being puts me in a position where I'm compromising 
on what I think and would feel about him for his compromise of being willing to stand because there was a time where I would have thrown him all the way up under the Greyhound bus if he stood. And I'm like, yo, it's different. You got mouths to feed and you got responsibility. It's easy to stand around and say, you know, I'm on my Malcolm X, my Medgar Evers, my Fred Hampton, my Eldridge Cleveland. Well, no, he ain't on his Eldridge Cleveland because he's not taking it. Um, You know, it's easy to talk that talk. But when you got mouths to feed, it's like, ah, is that going to make him any less of a freedom (laughs) fighter and any less of an advocate for civil rights and, and human rights and black rights? Does it make it less because he said that? I don't know, man. I, I've seen, I don't I've know, seen people. Man. I've seen people take penitentiary chances because they need to like they need to put food on their family. So who am I to judge someone for food on their family? For a stupid man. song. Right. Who stand for a stupid song? Because doesn't mean that you believe in anything. But I, I guess I said I get both sides of it. But I think he's already agreed to bend the knee. But it'll be interesting if he just like you know backed out and did. He's gonna do something. Or I, they're gonna have a camera on. That's what I do know. So we're going to see whatever whatever decision he makes. They're going to have the camera on. I need my man um, to come out in a red, black, and green dashiki and throw his hand out. And if, <laughs> if he do that in a in a beret, in a beret, yo, he my man, yo. Then then I I I know them dudes, man. Him and Martellus have no cut cards. I, yo, he got to do something, man. He got to. He yo, wouldn't be true listen, to though, himself if he doesn't. This is true. Listen, though, I got one more story real quick. Then I'm going to get some birthday shout-outs, and I think we got Naj in the line. We're going to bring Naj on in one second. Um, but your man Taco Fall, who's like eight foot twelve, he's in the concussion protocol because he hit his head on the low ceiling. Um, so <laughs> Taco, well, I man, <laughs> get well, Taco, man. That's all I want to say, man, because <sighs> I'm, um, I'm a Taco Fall fan. I'm rooting for the kid. So, you know, but it's, it's, sometimes it's probably being eight foot six. My man is 8 foot 11 And he shoots And he has the nerve to shoot 3 And dunk On his tippy toes Um, Get well soon That's all like you said Get well soon There's some trash birthdays out there So instead of birthdays we're going to start a new segment As a matter of fact And that segment is called This date in sports history right so it's a new segment we're going to start. Right. We're going to give this, like, a historical uh, fact that happened on this date. And for anybody looking to sponsor this segment, go hit us up info at Warren Sports. So uh, not going to be on one second, but I just want to uh, say that on uh, October 31st of 1950, Earl Big Cat Lloyd debuted with the Washington Capitals, making him the first ever African-American to play in an NBA game. So salute, salute to the legend Earl Big Cat Lloyd. Nickname is fire. Earl Big Cat Lloyd, the first... African Americans to ever play in the thing of the National Basketball Association. So give him a salute on this historical moment. But before we move on, we got to get Naj in line and see what's up with the brother. Hey, Naj, you there? Yes, sir. What up? What up? Man, how are you? What's, what's good, Naj? Man, I ain't nothing, man. You know how it go, man. I got to sneak a break in while you're at the gig. You know what I mean? Speaking down, 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 down here, here, down here in Georgia. Down here in Georgia, where it's like twenty nine degrees, bro. We call that bro. This we call that reparations, man. We can break reparations, man. <laughs> <laughs> this 
shuffle. <laughs> get, get three of them in if you can. Uh, yo, look, the, the Michael Bennett thing y'all talking about, man, like y'all talking about it in a realistic way, which is good because social media kind of doesn't allow that kind of nuance. Everything is either, you know what I mean, the greatest ever or the worst ever. Yeah. So y- y'all mm-hmm. allowing that nuance there. But the thing I, I guess that people or, or even Michael Bennett's camp is missing out on is whenever you have an authority that's imposing, like, ridiculous, uh, restrictive things on you, the greatest weapon is always farce. So the thing to do would be to come out, put your hand on the wrong side, like you meant to put it on your heart, didn't change. Oh, my bad. Then turn the right way, then turn mm-hmm. the wrong Like, make yes. that farce out of it. Yes. Put a camera in yes. a concessions area, and then after the game, show all of the people who are walking to concessions, going to the bathroom, and everything else during the anthem. Like, you just make a farce out of this whole thing that that these people claim yes. to take so seriously when they don't really feel yes. it. Because they ain't yes. standing up at home Talk and putting them. their hand over their heart. So so that's the thing. He's yeah. making yeah. a joke out of this, man. Because this is, yeah, this, definitely at this, point, this is beyond ridiculous. And, uh, again, you know, I told yeah, you this last year, the NFL is bad at their job. Because the reality of it is they should have kept let the protest keep riding because nothing – infuriated and made the MAGA angry folks tune in more than looking at the beginning of the game to see who wasn't doing what they were supposed to be doing so yeah, they could be mad at them yo. and, and call the names on yo. You know what I mean? You know what? You know what? You know what's, you know what's really terrible? both sides looking to see that. Like, it wasn't just MAGA. The other side was looking to see who's standing, who mm-hmm. ain't standing, oh, who's yeah. kneeling. Like, so you had both sides, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he could take his whole, uh, take it a step further, just come out there for the anthem, like he said he would, and just grab his Bozak on his EPMD jump. Let things fall where they may. Where they may. Shout out mm. to uh, Beast Mode. Shout out to Beast Mode. Um, <laughs> listen, man, I, it, it's it's funny because. Yeah, I I look at life where there's things I want to, you know, I want to grab the AK-47 and the Black Beret and the Daishiki, but I also, you know, I want my kids to have a great life. I want a house, you know. I want a white picket fence, too, you know. So how do you you, promote? You've got to be realistic about where you are, the conditions you're in, everything else. The greatest thing a professor ever yeah. said to me was kind of hurt a bunch of our feelings as young college students who thought that we were, you know, we thought we were this, that, and the third. He said, okay, y'all want to talk all this revolution and stuff. Uh, how many of y'all renewed your driver's license? And we all had to put our hands up. And he's like, okay, now, if you're serious about what you're talking about, then you understand that you can't do the normal functions in life that, that normal people go through. So unless you're really serious about all that stuff, how about we start talking right, about committed. working through it and, and, and dealing with the process committed, in a legitimate yeah. way because that's a sensible exactly. way. Exactly. Like he said, Man, if you listen, want to yeah. revolutionary suicide, you go ahead and do that, but I don't believe you're that committed and could none of us say a word. Yeah. Man. Great, great, great point. What, what? Especially, ain't, ain't, ain't nobody, listen, man. iPhones and Twitter. People, anybody trying people, to people are, <laughs> yo, word. Hey, we we live in a we live in a country where there's fat poor people, which is that's an oxymoron in 179 other countries. I'll, I'll probably yeah. pummel that, but I, I you know, well, shout out to listen, I'm I'm not mad at him. Foods pumped full of sugar, but you know. We on a whole different yeah, phone. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at dude, man. I'm not mad. I want him to definitely make a farce of it, 
I, I definitely am here for that uh, completely. Um, but what I don't want to see is another martyr, another person martyr their career. Um, but and to pull from our our brother uh, from another who is not on tonight, Dev always is always keen on saying the peop the powers that be refuse to acknowledge the reason for kneeling and not standing. Like they gloss over it so quickly and take the narrative where they want it to go. That is what sets me on fire, like literally ablaze. Because yet again, but my question is you through is this, this entire why? conversation point, with, with Michael point, Bennett. Though? At this point, why? Because that's not why does it set me on fire? No, no, that's not a conversation, so they'll never have it. So they immediately no. move to what? This, this false idea. They'll immediately, immediately, right. immediately. And what, what's your boy Mark Twain say? Patriotism, last refuge of scandal. Now I don't know scoundrels. Now I don't know if that's Mark Twain legit. Y'all know how Google goes. But when right. you think about it, 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 it makes sense because it's like, why would you get out here on some type of nationalist thing where oh the country and I love the country. No, you show you show you love the country in the way you act and treat people around you within that country, not in symbols, Amen. not in respect and symbols, and not in like tradition. Yeah, yeah, not like, in tradition. Yeah, and and if there's stuff. a Damn. segment, if there's a segment of 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 the populace that has issue, and you want to make them feel as though they are a part, then you address that issue, and you show empathy and compassion. And the greatest form of patriotism, as we all know, we all took history one-on-one in college, civil disobedience mm. and protest is the greatest form of patriotism when it takes on the spirit of the laws that you claim form the country. But see, the thing that you have to realize and understand is when all of this great stuff was going on, Declaration of Independence, Constitution, the Founding Fathers, there was nary a drop of melanin in the room. So it was never intended for those types of folks. No, right. So, and that's why that's but anyway, we're going too deep, man. Let's get back to no, some no, sports. No, 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 now, now talk to us about some sports, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, just let me just say this last line. And that's why yes, they don't sir. want to have a conversation, as you said, because that hits there you go. That hits into the heart. Because now you're talking about the limits of so-called democracy and also a country not living up to its rhetoric. But, uh, yeah, get to sports, man. Right. Uh, we made right. the bet before the season started. We said Mariota and Jameis were playing for their lives as starters. Mariota's boom. He's done. Jameis, I mean, it's still on the edge. We've got to see if Jameis is going to survive and be a starter. Man, it ain't um, on the edge. He's done, too. He's just a dead man walking. <laughs> he dead. Could be. Could be. We see Andy Dalton go down. Uh, now we're possibly looking at a few more guys. The Bears may have to trash the Trubisky project. Uh, that may be a walk away from so it's just the whole quarterbacking thing, man, that's what we're seeing in this league to where there's a lot of guys who need a lot of talent around them to look good, and you can't scheme your way around it. It's to the point to where people are giving them ABC reads and just jumping into the gaps to stop the run and forcing guys to beat them, and they can't get it done. Uh, Andy Dalton, uh, who we, I think we all think is a marginal talent, but normally he's good enough where you can win with him. That doesn't exist right now. So, watching these quarterbacks, man, this has been a weird thing this year. 
But can we talk about this league? Uh, y'all Philly boys out here jumping people. You know what I'm saying? They got two game suspensions may, for you, may, you may or may not be familiar with the slogan Get down or lay down nah. Yes sir, um, yes, sir. But, but you know he's just embracing The city that he plays for and represents In a little bit of a soft uh, uh, A soft Uh Way, but he, he's trying. He's trying to uphold it. Get down or lay down. Your nickname is Cat, which means you automatically ussy. You ussy, right. and and Joel wanted to show you that. And it's a picking order thing because Cat, funny, Cat has played really well to start this season, and he's trying to kind of change what people think about him. And Joel is like, Nah, you that dude a couple tiers below me, and that's who you're gonna stay being. And Joel was barking yeah. at him all night. I knew something was going to kick up, man. But uh, I'm sure uh, Mr. Hardwork Jimmy will get involved at some point. But, yeah, man, it's, that, that was good, man. The NBA is back, man. The Warriors are dead. Steph gets up. Dude, I'm loving this NBA so far, man. I've been predicting Damn, the Warriors downfall and it's finally here. Why, why are you excited about the, the guy getting hurt? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Why are you excited? That part, that part yeah, I didn't want. I wanted him to be out there taking the mails every night. So, no, I didn't want that part. Listen, man. Uh, and it's funny, right? Because Oh, you want to know. No, 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 no. I had to endure people telling me Steph was better than Brown and all this other crazy stuff. Like, look. Oh, no, nah, that's crazy. That's that, The Golden State fans going to get but this you know what? for the whole season. No, it's funny, Gus. It's funny, Gus, because, like, uh, last night my man Miz was saying to me, he says, they were getting smoked and before he gave me got hurt. He was like, listen, everybody about to get their payback for these last couple of years, and they was running around with a super team, and they were smacking everybody. Everybody getting their payback now. Even these terrible teams coming right at their neck. Like, it's time to pay. It's time for y'all to go but back to being the Warriors that we all know. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wish he wasn't hurt. I want him out there for all of this. But, honestly, though, we talked about this last year, man. When you play from June to June multiple years, people are going to start getting hurt and you're going to break down. We've seen this with every dynasty. So this is not a thing of knocking these dudes or, or saying that their legacy isn't legit. Their all-time great team, their place in history is solidified. But when it's your turn, True. it's your turn, man. We watched Mike and company turn into the baby bulls losing 60 games a year. Like, that's how it goes, yeah. man. People get decimated by injuries. Yeah. So yeah. I'm enjoying it, bro. But it is it, – it, it is amazing to see the league back, though, man. I was just telling them earlier. I said the be- the best part of this league to me is um, my two favorite players are uh, Van Fleet and Patrick Beverly because those two guys have the confidence of like you know fifteen time All Stars <laughs> and watching them play this season is like is utterly it's utterly hilarious to me to watch them play. Like you can't tell Van Fleet that he's not the best point guard in the league. Like he really believes he is, and he out there the balling fact. too. But, what is he supposed to believe? But it's just hilarious to watch. Like, in, in, in Patrick Beverly, man, he plays like like his rent is past due, and he has no option but to go out there and like play to like, catch up on his rent. So, I'm gonna those are my Yo, two favorite yeah. guys so far. But, but, Jimmy, but Jimmy, just having basketball back is with, amazing. Right, but then we could do this with Biggie. What Biggie say? Uh, being broken thirty, giving the, the chills. When yeah, you yeah. a dude <laughs> who's close yeah. to being in that G League. When you scrap and claw your way yeah. out of that G League and get on the roster, 
dudes like them ain't going back, bro. Like, they don't care. They're not going Yo, back. Yeah, Pat he Van, ain't going back. And He's Van Fleet will hurt you. They, they are not going back, bro. And, and yeah, I feel like that, it, that fuels their fire. They staying in five stars and it's amazing, hotels man. instead of riding that bus. They're not going back to that Listen, bus, Listen, man, bro. it's... It and shows Patrick, you the power of the human Patrick mind. Beverly, the power of the human mind. Patrick when Beverly, one of them dudes. He one of them dudes. He one of them dudes that plays the same way everywhere. Like they catch him in the summertime playing pickup with like little girls, and he's getting them up and talking ish to them. And it's like, yo, man, it's it's not that serious, cuz it ain't that serious. It's that serious for him. He I was talking. He was talking greasy to Steph. He was talking to Steph like. Steph don't got a couple MVPs. Like he was, he was just like abusing him. Like so, and I love it. I love every minute of it, man. So I like watching them dudes play, man. Van Fleet too, man. Van Fleet, so, so, like Van Fleet is out there. So these are Hold dudes on. who they first got in the league. They put their per diem in their pocket every night. Like yo, I'm holding so, on to this. So, so yeah, they ain't spending. They ain't spending. No they ain't spending. Eating McDonald's. Right? Yeah. They're not doing that, bro. Let me let me ask you. Let me ask you this. So if I put a team out in their prime. Of uh, Patrick Beverly, Tony Allen at the two, Captain Jack at the three, Zebo at the four, and who's my five? Who's my five? What y'all fighting to play in basketball? Who's my five? I, I feel like you how many games? How many? Give 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 one score. How many you games? Pat, Captain Jack, Captain Jack, get busy. What you mean? My Captain mean, Jack like is getting twenty. Him a legit all-star uh, with, with that. Nah. I mean, that's basically so I need my five. Plus, I, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need Tony Allen. You know, you give me, give, give me Vernon Maxwell. Mm. No. No, no. I said defensive. Vernon Maxwell is going to shoot. Yo, if Vernon Maxwell yep. plays today, he would actually end up in jail. He would end up in jail. Vernon going to jail. Yo, when you play for the not, season, only Vernon, the not only is Vernon, not only is Vernon going to jail, <laughs> Vernon legit, Vernon legit going to jail because I know Vernon did some things when he was a Sixer that I, I've never been familiar with professional athletes getting. Yo, dude is nah, he can't be on my team. No sir. Mm-mm. But no, though. But, no, but but realistically though, back, back to your point though, nah, the NBA back is, is amazing, man. I, I'm gonna see. What Zion does when he comes back to play, like, you know, what's he going to look like? We all got our speculations, but I'm looking forward to that. I find it funny how New Orleans has all these national games lined up. And I know the networks are pissed because they had all these early season games lined up on national TV, and we don't get to see Zion. So um, I want to see. Injury, like but, but is injury going to be a problem, gentlemen? Is uh, injury, injury think... going to be an issue, y'all? I think so, but I think he does need to slim down a little bit. Get down to 260 or something like that. Yo, less stress on the knees. He's mm-hmm. out there at, three, he out there at 385 yeah. with a 45-inch vertical. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Man, the dude is amazing, yeah. though, because I think, I think some people kind of, kind of I don't know, I don't think they understood how fast he is. And that speed, when he gets on fours and especially fives, man, that first step, he gets where he wants to go. So he's going to be effective when he does play. But he's gonna miss yo, a lot of games. Yo, probably nah, get voted into the All Star nah. game anyway. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's to your point, you know what that is, man? Because they spread the floor so much now. Him playing at the four and the five is 
is is literally three strides, two dribbles, and he's at the rim. Because it ain't nobody down there. Most nights, right. she is Louise. He can shoot eight free throws. Yeah, I was watching like, when, he, when he's playing, he might be shooting eight free throws a night, man. I was, kids, I was watching him. I was watching him in the pre. I was watching him in the preseason, and he would get to the rim. And in my mind, I'm thinking, "Yo, where's the shot blocker? Where's the, there's no one at the rim. Like, where's? Why is he there by himself in an NBA game? It's like they're playing roughhouse. Well, rough he, gets, is more he gets there so quick. Well, he gets there so quick. It's kind of like remember when RG three and everybody kept saying he's a slide and get that. When RG three was right. He got up on defenders so fast, it wasn't time for him to really adjust too much, which is why he got, you know, laid out so much. That's it's the same issue with Pop Rock, Pop Rock and Tootsie Pops. Yeah, man. Before the rotation <laughs> even even has registered that this dude is in the lane, he's already there. And once he gets there, he's gonna body you and carry you to the rim with him. So you know what I mean? That, that I'm, kid's gonna I'm, be a I'm problem. Rooting, I'm rooting like crazy for the kid. I don't think he's going to be able to sustain it at his size, man. Like like yeah, joints and ligaments weight, and the way the human body is designed, he ain't built to be. Like, yo, he looks – he's so big and so athletic, he looks stupid. Like, it don't even look right. I'm like, like yo, K- how why he in the area? Some 2K wizardry. And honestly, it's like, it's like Derrick Rose. If Derrick Rose just cut down on half of the violent crossovers, that dude probably would still be the same guy that he always was. But y'all know, man, when Derek want to cross, he is going to throw his whole body, neck, everything into that cross, uh, knees be damned. And we've seen what happened to him because yeah, of it. But, I think, and, but he, <laughs> left, he left us with some beautiful highlights, though. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. But, damn, knees can only take so much torque, man. And Zion is way too big to be doing so much nifty stuff. But, like you said, man, when it's right, it's going to be right. But uh, man, yeah, we shall see though. But I'm looking forward to seeing that, man. But this this has been a great season as far. I'm looking forward to seeing that though. But Naj, man, you know, it's, it's, we got to move on, man. But we appreciate your call as always, your brother, man. Don't forget to hit us up next week. For sure, man. You already know. Downloading the podcast tomorrow and holding it down because I I ox with y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all them do. Let me go and clock man, back we, in. We, for we, we appreciate you, good brother. We no appreciate you. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, peace. All right, so uh, let's see. We got we got one more call in line before we move on. Um, we're going to get to the NFL wrap in a second. Uh, we got Rob on the line though. So be awesome. Before I bring Rob on, I just want you to know to get your get your picks ready because I'm about to ask you all your your midseason picks. But before we get to that NFL, though, let's see what Rob got to talk about out there in Cali. Rob, how are you, sir? Cali, Rob. Yo, what's good, man? How y'all doing? How are you? Dang, you sound out of breath. You sound out of breath. What position was you in with it? <laughs> you got a young lady over there, man? Is, 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 Yo, is she, man. First of all, is, I call, she, I call, is she of age, man? Is she, is she of age? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> why do we, why, yeah. Jimmy, why do we <laughs> assume that it's a young lady? You know Rob is a progressive brother, man. He, yeah, right, man, you know, yo, knocking, not, knocking, n- knocking mothers and grandmas out at the set, you know, so one by one. Anyways, man, yo, multiple <laughs> generations, huh? I hate. Yo, is this just Rob, aka yo, yo? If 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 you keep if you be respectful, I'll give you fifty dollars for the weekend, so I can see 
uh, Jogging through that home time with your mom But anyways man how you doing man Oh you paying <laughs> for it Balling yeah, But you have to pay for it You got to pay for the, for, for the kid to leave the house Yo, 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 real quick, real quick. First of all, I, I want to ask you, Jimmy. First of all, thank you, Jimmy, man. Jimmy is one of the best hosts, man. This is the only, yo, much respect to Ben Austin. But they, they, over the years, mm-hmm. they stuck to my intelligence, they stuck to my integrity. You know, they, they didn't want to put pause on me. Actually, Dad probably had a plane ticket. He had to cancel to come and beat me up. <laughs> but, you know, is, Jimmy, you're is, going one bit nice. You Thank you, Jimmy. I appreciate that, man. What's yeah. going on, though? What you, what you, what you got to say, man? What, what's popping, what's right? What, what, what do you feel about the Lakers right now? Anthony Davis posting up 40-20. What do you feel about that, bro? I think, I think it's – um. It's good to see. I think there's a lot of. Like, first of all, I need to see. Ron, I need to see Rondo in action. It's like it's. I, I I don't know. The team has to like like gel or come together. Something seems to be missing with me. Like, I think Anthony Davis is. He doesn't look right yet. Like, now I I understand you're saying about him being in the, like playing in the post, but the more basketball I watch, wrong uniform. with someone that they're they're legislating. They're legislating the post game out of the NBA. Like you can't post up no more. It's, it's to the point now where, I, you know, I know I know what the analytics say, but it's it's kind of crazy. I forgot which game it was the other day, but when cats were posting up, as soon as they like take one dribble and somebody just falls and just like charge. I've seen more charges this season than any season, and most of the time is when someone posts up. So they seem to be legislating the post game out of there. So with that being said, the good thing about Anthony Davis is he can play um, both ways, Paul, where he can play from the post, but he can also face up. He, do, the, the, he doesn't seem to be as comfortable as he was with his former team, not granted it's the beginning of the season, and things will get better over time. But I'm looking to see when everybody, come, when all the pieces come back together, how they gel. Because, um, they, you know, they don't, they don't seem to be looking like a team that can compete for the chip at this moment. Like, when I watch them play and I watch the Clippers play, it's a difference. I ain't going to hold you. I'm being honest. Yeah, the Clippers, yeah, the Clippers own L.A. Y'all know that. It's their town. Yeah, it's the, his town. How many ships the Clippers got? How many ships the Clippers got? I don't really chips about Anthony, the, the same um, amount that Anthony Davis has. What? No, I mean it's, it's definitely it's definitely still Laker town. When the La- when the Lakers played the Clippers in Game One, and the Clippers were the home team, everybody was rooting for the Lakers, which was hilarious to me. So, I mean we know what it is, but at the same time, I'm talking about right now. Right now, if they could flip flop jerseys, I would do that in a heartbeat because they look to be the better team. Now, granted, they have a lot of more, um, you know, a lot more of the same guys from last year, but those dudes are that's a deep team right there, and they play defense. And it's crazy because we haven't even seen their full strength yet. What they, 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 what they have the ability to be defensively is scary. Now, the Lakers, they have the ability to be a pretty good defensive team as well. But like I said, they just don't seem to have gel at this point. There's a lot of new pieces in place, though. So we'll see how it plays out, though. I mean, I still like the squad they have. I mean, LeBron is still playing at a high level. Um, in 17th season, and he, you could argue he's the best player in the league, which is crazy just to say that somebody in their 17th season can you know still be as dominant as he is? So that's interesting, though. Yeah, 
You yo, you, yeah, you yeah, cool, yeah. Rob? You in the hospital or something? No, nah, no, nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm gonna. I'm gonna try it. I ain't trying. I'm, I'm good. Yo, man, you, 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 you're sure. You, you know, Shorty didn't break my, didn't break my legs. I'm good. She didn't break my pants. I'm all good. But anyways, <laughs> I'm just joking. Anyways, man. Uh, hello? Yeah, we here. We here. Yeah, bro. We here. You know, I do I do agree to that. You know, um, they are, the Lakers, like, Frank Vogel is not an offensive coach. So he is a defensive coach. So we'll see how improving that defense is. I mean, you know, J- JaVale McGee, I'm putting all my chips on him. Please don't start Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard, you know, he just got to stay away from the yams. He'll be all right. You know what I'm saying? But who who telling, man? Who calling that name? Yams. Dwight Howard has no like, interest like, in yams. He's like boy yams. He's like boy. He like the hint. Boy, he like he like bossy, he like that bossy. But anyway, he, listen, he definitely he def listen. Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard <laughs> would definitely take EJ to the prom. Who cares? I I yeah. I I'd rather take uh so, well some Venus Williams, Serena, whatever. Serena drinks some put some too much cream like in her, her coffee. Would like but, the owner. But 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 yeah. But anyways, I do want to say this. I do want to say this. But Deshaun Jackson coming back, I do think it's gonna be a, he's gonna be an X factor. The problem with Carson Wentz right now is that there's no offensive, there's no offensive. Um, there's, I mean, Zach Earth is there, but he's dropping balls. Alshon Jeffrey is on a decline, and I don't know what happened in Nelson Aguilar. I don't know. I think he's hanged out with Freddie Mitchell. That's just me. And Tom Pinkston. Yeah. Freddie Mitchell didn't drop the ball. I think, he just never got the ball yeah, going away. I think D. Jackson is going to come back and go right back out because I, I, I don't know, man. But, but listen, Rob, we got to move on. He, we got to so we got to give he, our midseason picks real quick, man. Oh, all, 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 all right, all right. Take care. Shout out, shout out to Congressman for the impeachment inquiries. Oh, 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 oh yeah, I do want to say this too. NCAA. I want to get Jimmy's real Jimmy and Beyonce's real quick thoughts on it because I remember we talked about this. I think it was probably our first, the first time I uh, I talked to the podcast. We talked about paying the players, how you pay the players. And I think um I, I think I think, it, I, I, think I think it's real quick though, real quick though because we got to move on. But I think it's a step in the right direction. But I think there's still more work that needs to be done. But I think that you know the tide the tide has shifted and they recognize it. You know, so we'll see how things play out though. I think there's still more needs to be done. But 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 you talked about this years ago. Also, everybody buy sports the book. You know, Jimmy sports the book. I still have it. And you know, but, appreciate um, that. You talked you 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 talked about this years ago that they that they were basically going this direction. I was talking about okay, they should they should they should get these guys equal money and um hand like they get Rob, they we, get pro- equal we money progressive, man. Wow, we progressing yeah, like, here. You know what I mean? we, we talking, we talking about the future right now, man. We already know what's going to happen in ten years, man. But Rob, we, we already, we talk. already in twenty, we already in twenty one nineteen. We just come back. We already know. We're back to the future. <laughs> All right, Rob. Rob, hit us up early next week so we can wrap to you, man. We got to move on real quick, though. All right, Rob. Have a good week, homie. All right, peace. Peace. All right, beloved. All right, real quick though, B. Austin, um, we gotta we gotta move on to uh, our NFL wrap, which is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. And the bottom line with that is this: you need a custom website. 
Stop using Facebook landing pages and all that. I mean, I know you. I know some of y'all got your OnlyFans pages, but listen, you need a custom website. Don't rely on OnlyFans. Don't have your Snapchat premiums. Y'all know who I'm talking about. If y'all got them, go to digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Say, yo, I heard it on War Room Sports. He told me to get off OnlyFans and to get a custom website, and you'll get, definitely get the hookup. 267-205-4203. Listen, it's time real quick to talk about football because we have to give our mid-season picks, man. And um, before I give you my picks, I, I definitely want to read the brother Dev because he put his in the chat room. His coach of the year, he got Sean Payton. He said, shout out to Bill B. Um, comeback player of the year, Dalvin Cook. He said, shout out to Cooper Cup. Defensive rookie of the year, Nick Bosa. Shout out to Maga. Offensive rookie of the year, Gardner Minshew. Shout out to Porn Stash. Defensive player of the year, Stephen Gilmore. Shout out to nobody. Offensive player of the year, Christian McCaffrey. Shout out to white people. And his MVP is Russell Wilson and shout out to Cornballs. You know what I'm saying? So th- those are his shout outs and his uh, picks. B. Austin, do you want to uh, go through your picks? I'm pretty sure we're all going to have a lot of the same cats on here. But you Absolutely. Know, you can go through your picks. Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Man, listen. Kyle Shanahan got that thing wrapped up. Uh, comeback player of the year. Man, shout out to the AVN Awards, man. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G. Defensive Rookie of the Year, <laughs> Josh Allen. <laughs> Some of y'all didn't get that bar, but it's all right, man. It's okay. Yo, we don't slow down, but eventually you'll like catch I up. So I, I, catch all, um, I catch all your humor because I, I guess I'm a disgusting creep just like you are. But go ahead, though, man. Offensive Rookie of the Year, shout out to Tumblr, even though y'all change. We'll never change. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Defensive player of the year. <sighs> I'm objective, man. Even though that I hope that he really doesn't make it to the future. Nick Bosa, honorable mention, Stephen Gilmore, offensive player of the year. Shout out to white people everywhere. Christian McCaffrey, we got a white running back. MVP, honorable mention, Russ Wilson. But Joe, it's Meadowlark Lemon's time, man. He got that. Devontae Adams said he got that look in his eye. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Yo, Paul's, he threw for like Paul's a thousand, a thousand yards in the last two games. We we all got the same cast, <laughs> like you know. Like this, this is a couple differences. My comeback player of the year is Cooper Cup, and it's funny because I was going to say like um you know comeback player of the year Cooper Cup and a uh, shot of Dalvin Cook, but you know Dev straight flip flops it. And the funny thing is we didn't even talk about that. I literally have written down uh, coach of the year Sean Payton, shot the Bella Cheat. You know what I'm saying? Um, my defensive rookie of the year I have Magabosa. Offensive Rookie of the Year, Minshew. My Defensive Player of the Year is Miles Garrett. Yo, because I swear for everything. I swear on Teenage Jesus. Every time I cut in the game, he's throwing somebody around or sacking somebody. Miles Garrett is that dude. Um, offensive Player of the Year, Christian McCaffrey. And my MVP is also Aaron Rodgers with a shout-out to uh, Baby Future's dad. Because um, Aaron Rodgers right now is drawn. Like, I don't know how, but dude seems to have gotten better. Like, I don't you know, maybe he saw – he saw the young boy getting State Farm commercials, and he didn't want to get Chris Paul because, uh, you know, ever since Chris Paul let Steph get some commercials, he still lost. So he saw the young boy every, getting No, no, not since he left Steph in, ever since he ever since he was on the escalator going down. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's an escalator And going you down, pointed that out. And he had Steph going up on the escalator, and that was, like, symbolic. And ever since then, 
you know, it ain't been the same. But I think he saw, like, the young boy get the commercials. The young boy in Kansas City get the Kermit the Frog get the commercials. And he was like, no, I'm not having it. I'm not ready yet. You know what I'm saying? So he's out here playing out of his mind. And I have him as the, you know, our most valuable player, you know, or MVP, most bonus player, whatever you want to say, man. But, you know, um, so those are my picks, man. And, you know, so it's crazy how we don't even communicate about this stuff and we still somehow end up with a lot of the same players. So that shows you right there who's balling and who's not balling. Um, but, you know, shout out to Russell Wilson, though, because the fact of the matter is nobody was thought that he would be mentioned in um, an MVP race, man. You know, he got him a good woman. And see how, see how I elevated him, man? So all, y'all, all our listeners out there, look at yo, you a good woman. And you might yo, Russell, Russell, Russell is living his life in reverse in a good way. In a great way. Some of y'all get that. Some of y'all won't. But yo, I, I, I'm amazed. He's doing the opposite of the of Venus and Serena. But I I respect Russ so much because he was never supposed to be here. They said, "My man, you're too short. You ain't got it." Not only is he not just an athlete running around. Not only is he not an athlete, just an athlete. Yo, he is a cerebral quarterback, man. A lot of respect for that dude. A lot of respect for that. Yo, ever since, ever since he got them goodies, though, listen, man. Listen, it's been a difference, man. Yo, salute, yo, yo, salute to him, him, man. Yeah, he got them goodies, and, and now he's an MVP candidate, so I definitely want to salute to him, man. But like I said, Meadowlark Lemon, as you say, Aaron Rodgers is out here drawing. Um, none of us want to like Nick Bosa, but, yo, he's drawing, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's nothing you can say, like, yo, yo Boris Magazine. I ain't even, even going to hold you. I ain't, I don't know if you watched the 49ers game. Yo, Nick Bosa's yeah, on yeah. every play. Like, when they throw the ball, yeah. when they run the nine route, yo, Nick Bosa's 40 yards down the field. I don't know how. He's with J.J. Watt was. But, yo, he's with J.J. Watt was a couple years ago. Cause, yes, he is. You know, because I don't be seeing J.J. out there as much as I used to, but I see the head no there. Anyway, man. J.J.'s um, on injured reserve. <laughs> Yeah, now he is, but he was playing earlier. Like I saw him, I think he got like a, a fumble, a fumble recovery or something. But a couple of years ago, JJ was in every play, special teams, offense, defense. JJ was like with Nick Bosa is right now. Um, but anyway, it's time for us to get out of here, man. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, or uh, the group chat. We appreciate everybody who um, you know chimed in with us this afternoon or evening, I shall I say. Special thanks to Fred Purdue as well as Gus Griffin for their segments on the show. We appreciate them as always. Tune in next week live right here on demand as we review NFL Week 9 and preview Week 10 and catch up on everything happening around the world of sports. So until then, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the start of next week, and we'll see you right back here. Catch everything we do, all of our social media contacts. Catch our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Farmers Only, all of that stuff can be found at the hub, which is warroomsports.com. You can pick up my book, Sports the Book, at sportsthebook.com, or you can also get that from the hub, which is warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, do not accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance, and we'll see you chumps on top. Hey. Yo, 
Thursday, 6 to 8, they do this. Shout out to Dez, PJ, B. Austin, Doc Bay on replay. WarRoomSports.com. Get that mobile app. It's knocked down. Call it 323 working double 012. They be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah. Physical podcast, let's talk sports. Showtime like magic in the block course. Magic looking alive, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, pit stop and knowledge. Should be in sports credit as I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Sports secret, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a chief flow. KC, royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours. Get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. War Room Sports. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.